Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, C2C Radio Show. It's live at C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, and all of your favorite podcast distribution sites, including Apple, Amazon, Google Play. We're everywhere. I'm Stan Grubb, and my tag team partners, Brian Taylor, is here. What's up? What's up? What's up? Rob, you sound like uh, you're like, like a mile from the mic. A mile from the mic. Let me keep working on that. And how are you, Rob? Hey, I broke it. Huh. Let's try that. Oh, well, I'm Rob, anybody? by the way. That's awesome. I'm glad to be here. Uh, sounds like the fellas are having some trouble hearing me. That's why. Okay. Is that better? Mm, I think so. Alrighty then. Weird. The microphone was not working very well. So, gentlemen, how was your weekend? Oh, wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Rob, how about you, buddy? Did you have a good weekend? Never liked them. So last week, last week we talked about the WrestleMania hangover. Brian talked about how Vince hurt you. That's right, Vince did. He he hurt me deeply. It was very painful. Um, I'm considering other therapy options, but that's okay. Mental health is important, so you have to make sure you consider those. But this week. Unless Brian has something he wants to add to the conversation, I figured maybe we could talk about the future. All right, Brian, any thoughts on the post-mania hangover before we move on? Well, I mean, if we're talking about the future, you should know what I'm going to say. Well, I mean, I never said I was psychic. I just said I wanted to talk about the future, not predict it. Mm. So, let's see if I can get this right. Get it right. Um, thoughts and opinions on the Monday night after WrestleMania or the whole weekend in general? We can we can qualify it as the week after Mania and, and of course, Mania itself, if you have anything, because because you were you were away last week, so I think if you have some opinion to put to it, I would absolutely think our listeners want to hear it. Yeah, but I'm confused. So do you want like Monday forward? Sure. Start, start start from you know what though. Actually, I, w- I want to hear 
your process here, your thought process, because you know how mad I was. Rob knows how mad I was. The world has heard it. But I really would like to hear your thoughts on Mania and the Raw after. Uh, you know, at this point in stage of my life, I would much rather hear from you and why you were hurt so bad. Wow. So you just want to go all the because way back over that. Hurt. You were hurt. Like, I don't recall, like, the last time you were so butthurt. <laughs> I mean, you were, like, really butthurt. You know what? You're, no, you're no not wrong. That's, yeah, yeah. No offense, but no, no, I'm not offended by it because you're right. I mean, I was took. Like, when is the last time you remember being so emotionally drawn into a wrestling show where it pissed you off like that? I mean, I, y'all may have a different opinion, but. <laughs> Well, so I don't know if I would. I don't know if I can recall like a like seriously like you scared even me at how butt hurt. Oh wow! Okay. Well, I remember you saying, "Damn, Stan, you're really pissed off." And I was like, "Uh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> I was ready to throw uh, things. I don't know. And again, y'all, y'all have seen. Uh, you know, y'all, y'all again would have memories just like I would the amount of wrestling we watched together through the years. Yeah, maybe Kurt Henning turning on the Horseman, maybe. But again, I don't, I don't really recall being like that. That like emotionally, <laughs> like I mean, I was. I was hurt. Don't get me wrong, but I don't remember just like that. Uh, the last time I ever heard somebody hourly that mad was when the pay per view cut off and we were all like, "What the shit?" Where Piper comes out and we're like, "Oh my god, Oh yeah, Halloween Havoc '96. Yeah, wow. I've just come to the realization that. Two nights of WrestleMania, 80% is going to suck. Well, because it's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot of shit packed into one show. Two nights. It is a lot. It's it's more exhausting, and I don't care what anybody says. AEW pay-per-views, yeah, they're long. But generally speaking, pretty much every match is worth the while. Worth the watch. Worth the look, look, let's, let's stop changing the subject here. We're doing a deep dive into your psyche right now. That's not how you feel about <laughs> It all started with my dad. No. Um, <laughs> oh, your dad beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Is There's not much left in wrestling that gets me emotionally invested. There really isn't. Like CM Punk's comeback, I was extremely excited about that. I was pumped. Um, well, probably, let, me, let me ask go ahead. you this. Let me ask you this, right? Because I, I think I've voiced the opinion on Cody before. Yeah. And I don't remember if we did a prediction of who I said, but I probably went 50-50 on that, that it should be Cody, but Roman was probably going to win. 
which would be, you know, I think probably where I would have fallen in line. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I want you to think about this for a second. Since Cody has been in the WWE, what has Cody done to dethrone Roman Reigns? Now, again, let's put this all into perspective here. So we'll buy into the lie that that Roman Reigns is the number one T-shirt merchandise seller of all times, right? They they came out with that. We were all quite flabbergasted. Wait, what? You remember that when they said Roman Reigns sold more T-shirts than John Cena? Hall oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a 15 Steve years. Austin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, because again, right. you still don't see him in the stands. You still don't see him at the Walmart. You don't see him nowhere. But okay, whatever you want to say with the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. There's no mistake in the fact that Roman Reigns is quite possibly the hottest act right now. Not only in the WWE, but probably in the world, right? This, they've done wonders with it. They turned him bad. They gave him Paul Heyman, and they've just clicked, right? It's just worked. So in that regard, if you're a booker or a promoter, you explain to me how you or why you thought Cody was going to win. My personal opinion, or if I was a promoter, right, let's let's do a promoter, and then this may okay, okay, get to the personal side of things. And again, so, the question is: if you're a promoter, right, and Roman Reigns is no hot, why would you put somebody like Cody over who has not even done anything in your company yet? And then, I, and then again, I want to touch on what I'm asking here. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm a promoter and I'm looking at this from an overall story perspective, right? The overall story was basically Sammy, KO, and Cody against the bloodline. That's the overall story. Now, not all working together, but you have two parallel stories against the bloodline. Right? So night one, Sammy and KO against the Usos. Your build has been for a good amount of time. Roman has beaten everyone. The Usos have beaten everyone. There's, quote unquote, no one left. Sammy has to choose between his best friend and the bloodline. They built this really, really well, and, and so from a promoter perspective, if I'm looking at it from that hat, I'm saying, well, yeah, so you're going to be taking down – I looked at it like the dudes of attitudes versus the horsemen. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I, I'm not I'm, – I'm strictly on code. Forget everything else. Okay. Well, What but, has Cody done in your mind to have him go over the hottest act? Mm-hmm. In pro wrestling right now, as a promoter, you tell me why you would book him over Roman. Well, nothing because I don't think he could beat FTR. You said hottest act. You got to be careful. <laughs> I think, no, no, no. I, I yeah, honestly yeah, I think it, it. Roman is is truly like he's he's to me. If I'm saying this, I think Roman is truly on a different level right now. 
think from a promoter perspective, the storyline was intertwined. And maybe that's where I goofed up because I looked at it like that. I looked at it as this is an intertwined story to, I don't want to say break up the, the bloodline, but to topple them, at least for a period. But again, as a promoter, business, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I don't want the booker aspect. I want the promoter. I want you to put yourself in Vince McMahon's shoes. Ew, no thank you. Gomez Adams looking. If you are generating so much money off of Roman, why would you put Cody over? Now, there's no doubt Cody puts butts in the seat, right? Absolutely. But who puts more butts in the seat right now? Roman or Cody? Ew. I don't like this conversation already. I guess you have to say Roman. Okay. You have to say so, the bloodline, realistically. You have to acknowledge okay. that the bloodline is, is actually doing it. Okay, so this leads me to my next point as far as the promoter aspect of it. Uh-huh. Right? You had virtually little to no buildup for quite possibly what should have been in the fans' minds, right, as the biggest WrestleMania many bet since WrestleMania 3. It sure is how they built it. No, they, but the problem is they didn't build it to that grand of a stage. Right? It, we have to remember, Cody got hurt. Yes. Right? Which then stalls the story. Mm-hmm. Okay? But again, the other parts of the story, the overall story, are still playing through. Yes. Right? So Sammy and Kevin and that and, you know, Jay and Jimmy, they're all just playing through. Mm-hmm. Right? But I want you to think about this. If, if, if Cody had not hurt and we could have started this and say, uh, what's the big one before the Rumble? No, no, two before the Rumble. What's two before the Rumble? Survivor Series? What we, what comes after the Survivor Series? You know? I don't know what that pay-per-view was called. Uh, All right. I'd have to look it up. <clears throat> All right, so let's say Cody doesn't get hurt. We start this the way they start at WrestleMania, but it's the, it's the main event for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Cody loses. The Monday after Survivor Series, Brock Lesnar gets involved, turns on Cody, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're just moving these back two months. Pay-per-view after the Survivor Series, Rock beats Cody. Because honestly, you know, I, I I don't see how Cody can beat Brock. Right? And, but the stipulation for the match is if you lose to Brock, you don't get a title match. <clears throat> You'll never be able to fight again. Unless you win the Royal Rumble. Cody wins the Rumble. So now we have six months build up as opposed to whatever you may call the little Rumble forward. Because that realistically only, what, a month and a half after that? Yeah. Okay. But you see what I'm saying? So in a, for a promoter, in my opinion, it makes sense for him to lose and to push the story. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, when it, when it does happen, it's going to be that much bigger. It's going to be huge when it happens. But it's also going to be better because people are so emotionally involved, like you were, mm-hmm. that I keep baiting them on the hook. 
I want the I want you to be so supercharged mm-hmm. that when Cody does beat Roman, Cody jumps Roman as the hottest ticket on the planet mm-hmm. from a promoter. Right? That's that's my thought process for for the promoter and why I think it was the right decision. So you think Cody losing at Mania this year was the right decision? Yes. Okay. After after thinking about it, mm-hmm. do I necessarily agree with it? No. But again, if we're now talking, the WWE has tricked us all into pushing a long long term story. It was it would have been a smart decision. Mm-hmm. Because again, now it leads me to the other part. Why as a fan did you get that mad? I think what I saw was a lot of things happening. And to me, it seemed like, well, we're finally going to get a quote-unquote legitimate happy ending at WrestleMania. Because how many years in a row, seriously, have we gotten just a lackluster end to the show? Night two has been – I mean, since they went to a two-night setup, night two has historically sucked. So – I think what I saw of it, and, and, and a lot of it probably comes back to, um, you know, outside of wrestling, having that be like, okay, this is what I'm looking forward to. It can't, I've said it many times. You can't possibly screw this story up. And, Brian, to your, to your defense, you've said many times, oh, yeah, they can. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> but I, I, I seriously felt like this is almost a slam dunk. It's just it's impossible. Not even Vince McMahon, and that's a mistake right there saying it. But, it can't get shittier. Oh, right, yeah. right. You can't possibly be that dense. You know, from a if I'm looking or talking to Vince and, and company, you guys can't possibly be this dense to think that this will be a good idea. Well, yeah. And they're, it's looking more and more like they're going to try to take this all the way to next year to Philly. All right, and so I, let me look. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Sure. Because <clears throat> I think in this particular situation, we have to look at the past mm-hmm. before we can look to the future. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember in the in the eighties when they would have feuds that lasted a year? Sure. Or more. I mean, Dusty. Versus the Horseman was, I mean, went on forever. Sting and the Horseman went on forever. Freebirds and the Bon Erics, um, you know, you name it, right? These things stretched, mm-hmm. right? So I love that you're so invested to begin with, even though I don't quite, I don't quite get why you were that mad. And again, maybe I'm just. You know, I just I haven't had a storyline in forever to get like that. But who's to, like for me, right? Just for me personally, and again, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I'm not sure they're going to get this wrong because I can again honestly see a decent little run with Brock. Mm-hmm. Now it, it's either going to go two ways, right? Brock's going to wreck him, and then, you know, at the very end, it's going to be a stipulation that if you lose to Brock again or whatever, 
you know, maybe inside hell in a cell or something. Oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> if you lose to Brock for the third time in hell in a cell, you will not get a world title shot. Mm-hmm. Right? So Cody beats Brock in hell in a cell for the third title shot. Or right. for the title shot, right? But now guess what all, all the little Cody fans, right? Oh, my God, this guy's getting built like Hulk Hogan now. Mm-hmm. Because now we're starting to get somebody who we can all believe can beat Roman because we just beat Brock. And then, you know, now he's now got to run through, you know, the, 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 what do they call that group? Um, the bloodline? Yeah, the blood, that's, that's it. He's got to run through the bloodline with Kevin and Sammy, you know, because, you know, they're, they're going to be his true friends. You know, so now we're going to get all types of six fans. You're just going to stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. And maybe by the time they get the next next WrestleMania, and look at the emotion you had this particular night. What do you think your emotions are going to be like next year? And Cody beats them. Depends on the build. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is you've had a year build. You've had a straight, legitimate year build for next year's WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I'll bet you you'll cry. Uh, no. no. I, I feel like the will. moment's missed. He will be the first one to buy the T-shirt on the Cody just won the world championship. What are you going to do? Cry. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't know what what you want me to say to that to that commenter question. Like, yeah, it's in the moment of of that main event ending that way. Yeah, absolutely, I was furious, and I don't, man, I can't really remember being that emotionally charged in a wrestling show like and I'm sure there's been a time since but in a long long time like maybe the 90s and I don't know if it was just as Hulk Hogan would say I just worked myself into a shoot and just said ah I'm in I'm I'm all in blah you know okay cool you know that's that's probably where I was Um, and I think the difficult part of it is you know with not just you saying it, but quite a few people saying, what did Cody do? What did Cody do to earn winning the title, so to speak? Um, and and it's, there's not a good answer. I mean, yeah, he won the Royal Rumble, but we already know now after quite a few years that winning the Royal Rumble doesn't necessarily guarantee squat. So that ain't it. I don't know if it was just a – I feel like it was a, a compilation of a lot of things, you know, just buying into the story and getting behind what I thought was going to be just a full-fledged good guys prevail in the end ending. And I'm a pretty big fan of that. You know that I am. So I think I just saw it that way. And when it didn't happen that way – 
I was like, damn, like, how do you botch it that bad? And, and you got to remember, like, this is what I said the day it happened, like minutes after it happened. And then the next day, and it took a bit for me to really have my brain go, okay, okay, back up a little bit. <laughs> what did, because you, you ask a very good question, because it's a question I asked myself. And it even irritated me when I first thought about it, because it's like, well, he went through the peck injury. He went through everything he went through in AEW. And then it hit me. WWE still looks at it like, well, WWE fans don't know what he did in AEW. WWE fans saw him as Stardust last. So, yeah. And it's not like they can show footage from All In or his ROH days or New Japan days or his Impact run. So the inside fan, the fan, the super fan, so to speak, knows it. But what's that? 10%, if that, of the audience? Okay, so stop. let's stop on that point for a second. Sure. So from a promoter, right? Mm-hmm. If I take that train of thought that the majority of my audience may not even know who he is, mm-hmm. and I bring him in, and I put him in a program with Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. and he gets hurt, and he's out for eight months. Is that about right? Yeah. So he's out for eight months. Right now, again, when he comes out at the rubble, the music hits. Okay, yeah, they're all trained monkeys anyway. Whoever's there, everybody's screaming for people are going to scream for. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just like Roman Reigns, they'll boo the piss out of him, but as soon as Roman throws up the one, everybody in the audience throws up the one, right? Right. So again, so the the level when Cody comes out doesn't really concern me because again, I know that most of my audience probably don't watch other wrestling programs and I can be sure of that based off of numerics or yeah, numerics. Yeah, the The numbers. Yes. Right. So I know this. I know I'm the top. But again, if I know that part of my audience probably doesn't really have a clue, I need to push this guy and give him time to develop. And again, had Cody not gotten hurt, WrestleMania probably would have been different because I would have had six months to build a story around as opposed to two. Or I would have been able to go for a year if I, you know, I would have almost been at a year. Mm-hmm. By the time WrestleMania hit. So do you think the plan <clears throat> would have been Brock all along before Roman? And it's the injury that just said everything out of cattywampus? No, I, I, I think this is was the plan all along. Was somewhere throughout the year, Cody gets the title shot. Mm-hmm. Cody loses. Brock turns. Because, again, it's easy to explain why Brock would turn. Right? It, it, like, there has to be a reason. And I haven't uh, 
don't think I've watched Raw in a week or so. But I, so I'm not sure if the reason has come out yet. But with Paul Heyman and Brock having history, I'm sure there's a reason somewhere mm-hmm. on why he turns. So again, all that could have taken place months ago with a build-up to a big one. Because again, I don't know if you, I think it was I think it was a press conference. I think Roman did a press conference after WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. Right? Do you remember what he said? <laughs> yeah. It was irritating as hell. It still irritates me. He said, we're not making fast food, y'all. We're making filet mignon. We're only in the, right. what do you say, second inning. Right. And then he said in the past that there's nobody that is as big as me to take the title. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with him. There, there's nobody. I mean, I, I would expect nothing less, even if Kenny went over there. Or Okada. Sure, they can out-wrestle the shit out of them. Sure, they're more entertaining to watch. But at the end of the day, they, they're not on the same hype level. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure out a way to get Cody up to that level. Right? What, what was one of the big things about when, when he was beating Strowman and all this stuff? Right? We all knew somebody, somebody should have beat him. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, Strowman is down at the bottom of the thing, and Roman's white hot because Strowman didn't have habit to put asses in the seats. In order to dethrone Roman, you got to have somebody that's going to put twice as many asses in the seats. And a two-month buildup just isn't going to do it. But I love your energy. I really did. I mean, I was laughing. I just didn't understand it. I, I, I don't know what, what to really say to that. I mean, to be honest with you, it's just one of those deals where, you know, there's not much in WWE that I get excited about. Like, okay, like they got the draft coming up. I always enjoy the draft, but let's be real. The draft is in two weeks, right? What exactly are they going to do with this draft that's going to make it make any damn sense? Probably nothing. We're gonna get, we're gonna get splitting of tag teams, which makes no damn sense. We're gonna get the maybe the splitting of the titles, WWE and Universal. And that ain't gonna make no damn sense because they're not gonna make it work. And we're gonna get to WrestleMania 40, and people are gonna look at the draft and go, God, that draft didn't do a damn thing, just like they have every other year. So when it comes down to it, I mean, I guess this was just one of those things where it's like, man, this is really cool. Cody's actually getting what I thought was being built for truly a big payoff. And maybe you're right. Maybe he actually still sees that, and maybe it's 40, maybe it's SummerSlam. You know, who knows? But at the end of the day, in the moment, yeah, it was just like – I don't even know how to describe it. it. It's frustrating because, you know, I'd like to be able to say, God, Triple H just does such a great job with building the story. And yeah, he kind of did at type times. But, like, was it really? Like, eh, yeah, the Rumble, you know, I was, I was happy to see him win. Like, I didn't want to see anybody else. I damn sure didn't want to see it be Seth Rollins and Roman again. I think we've seen that a lot. Um, you know, and I wasn't really looking to see – I don't know. There was nobody else that I thought made sense. Sammy winning at the Elimination Chamber would have been amazing. It would have thrown everything completely off kilter. But that would have been kind of cool. So outside of Sammy, I, I don't know. 
this the whole it's not even an experiment. The whole plan with Roman now is just like uh, I think you may have said it earlier, Hulk Hogan. It really is kind of Hogan esque. They're just like, okay, well, we're just gonna keep throwing people at him, have him beat everybody. They're gonna get him to a thousand days, which should be about the summertime. And they'll probably look at it and go, uh, let's go to Mania. You know, we got to a thousand, we got the SummerSlam, let's go to Mania. And then they're going to get to Mania, and most likely they're going to go, can we get to 2,000 days? Let's go to their bed and door. No. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Can we, can we get it to the point where Conor McGregor comes to WWE? You know what I mean? Like, let's just, just throw crazy theory in after crazy theory. But but again, though, at the end of the day, a lot of people may be missing. Like, they're so emotionally invested Mm -hmm. that they may not see the forest for the trees. Uh, Again, for all all the trash we've talked about, Vince, right? And again, I I bet you I'll lay money. He has had more misses than he has had hits. Mm-hmm. Right, but there is no denying that when he finds that one true legitimate superstar, that he cannot make money from Hogan to HBK to Stone Cold to The Rock to McFoley, and the list goes on and on and on. But at the same time, you have these. You have to re- you have to have the polar opposite to push the program, and I think that's what he's got here. And nobody has patience for the WWE or Vince McMahon anymore, and that's why we're just like, oh, he's going to wreck this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I am actually quite curious how this is going to play out, and I am now intrigued. Again, I was a very I, mean, I made no bones that I thought what they were doing with Roman was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm the first one of the three to jump ship on the WWE. Bash them, talk crap about them, whatever. But if they've got me intrigued on what comes next, they may have hit. Yeah, not just me intrigued, but you so emotionally invested. Right, they may have hit on something, and we just have to have patience and let it play out. It is gross. It's part Stop of it. what the modern audience doesn't have. Rob, he said this thing. He said, let it play out. Normally, he says, change the channel. Yeah, I'm stunned. Let it play out. Wow. Let it play out. Let's let it play out. Did, did any of you see the video clip of Cody opening the box from Triple H? No. I don't know where I saw it. I was trying to look it up while y'all were talking, but there was some video on social media somewhere where, like, Cody said... cut out there. You cut out. I didn't hear the first part. Where Cody did what now? There's a... There's a plastic... There's a video of Cody sitting there in a plastic tub, and he opens up this plastic, like, suitcase tub thing... And there's a sign that there's a card and it says, "Hey, I thought I think you need this, or I thought you I, I thought you wanted this." H. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. As he pulls it out, it's the Stardust outfit. (laughs) Yeah, it was a clip from um, one of the BTE episodes. (laughs) And he's sitting there in the locker room, and he's got this big old suitcase thing, and it says, Hope this still fits. H. (laughs) That's where it came. I was like, I saw it on social media going, I'm going, oh, that's so true. <laughs> well, but again, though, I, I think in this one we we have to let it play out. No, nope, they I do nothing. I ain't letting nothing play out. If, if they don't give them the title after this has run its course, then they they fucked up early. But if he gets the title and he's a that much bigger of a star, that's how wrestling should be. Or sports entertainment. I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to use the wrestling term. <laughs> yeah, we're talking WWE here. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> if, in fact, I can go this far. I can say if, in fact, they are able to maneuver their way to making Cody actually a bigger star with this, if this pays off and I end up being wrong, and my guess is still that they're going to 40. They're going to WrestleMania in Philly, and Cody's going to win it there. Although a lot of people seem to think it's going to happen at SummerSlam. Look, I, I I am I don't know why I'm such a big Cody fan. I just think I am. I don't know I don't know how else to describe it. I like Cody. It's cool. But to me, if he wins it at SummerSlam, then everything you did at WrestleMania with the whole emotional aspect, especially from my perspective, to me, it's cheap. If you're going to go the distance, go the distance. Yeah, maybe it pays off, maybe it doesn't. Maybe fans react great, maybe they don't. Maybe they miss the moment. I still believe they missed their moment. But I'm, I'd be willing to be wrong. Wait, there was an emotional aspect? Are you talking about this past WrestleMania or in the future? So if they can take what was built this in my opinion, what was built this past you. year for Cody, and move that, translate that to Mania next Wait. year, and a payoff like that—that's huge. I don't think they can do it. But, uh, all right. So, do do you honestly think there was that much of emotion invested? In? Now, again, take yourself outside of yeah, Cody, yeah. and you are. Do you actually think there was that much emotion for Cody? If you look at look at That's the reaction, it. Yeah, look at the reaction by the crowd when he lost. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, no, no. I'm talking like, like again from his start in the return of the WWE. Yeah. To WrestleMania, if you're not a legitimate Cody fan. How much were you truly invested? Because, again, you have to remember he was out for eight months. Mm-hmm. And those two months prior, from the Rumble to WrestleMania, month and a half or whatever it is, how much true emotion did you get other than a couple of promos where they just had took little shots at each other? Did they come to blows during that time? He and Roman? Yeah. No, they did actually a really good job of keeping it only with promos. Right. You, but you, so you see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, again, what you have to understand, too, is part of the reaction are those fans that are, like, so against Roman keeping that title. 
that they would have booed for anybody. Mm -hmm. Right? You also have to look at the emotion was not for Cody. The emotion was for Sammy just prior to that losing. Everybody was still pissed over Sammy losing that when Cody lost, it just kind of overflowed into that. Mm -hmm. Now, again, do I think there was emotion involved? Yes, but I think there's a lot of other factors. If you take a Cody super fan out of the equation, the average fan will probably tell you, well, he should have lost to Sammy. The reaction I saw on social media, the reaction I saw on everything from TikTok to Twitter, Facebook, you name it, was really split. There was a lot of Bloodline fans saying that Roman still the top dog. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of fans, Cody-wise, that were like, I can't believe they actually didn't do it. They didn't pull it off, quote-unquote. So there were a lot of people that felt one way or the other. So did it draw motion? Yeah. Can it draw even more? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I, I, I think I, it, I am curious to see if they can. I don't know if I'm as invested as it, as I was this past mania as I will be for, you know, whatever they decide to try to do the payoff. Like, if they could actually do a title shot at SummerSlam, have him lose again, mm-hmm. and make him have to fight his way through the Rumble again to get a title shot. Mm-hmm. They could. And, and it, that could be an interesting ride. I, I won't deny that. As a matter of fact, that that could be intriguing the more I think about it. Yes, again, I think we forget sometimes the lessons of the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's only but so much more that an industry like this can do. I I mean, for for fans like us, you know, the older fans, because how much more is there really to show us that we haven't unfortunately already seen? And I guess I just, like I said, worked myself into a shoot about it because I just – Totally thought, there's no way they're not going to do this. But the reality was, I didn't think. I, I likened it to the you know the horsemen and the dudes' attitudes, but the reality is, Sting and Ric Flair's rivalry, by 1990, when he wins the title from Flair, it was almost two years. Because it started at the Clash of Champions, where him and Flair went the distance. And, a lot longer and, than one year. And, and Dusty and Flair went at it for years? And yep. after you got out of the first two years, Dusty never held that title again. Right. But yet the feud went on forever. Same thing again with the Freebirds and the Bonaires. Mm-hmm. Hogan and the Heenan family. Hogan never lost that title to the Heenan family. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, Hogan and the, and the Ultimate Warrior, right? Again, was a smart build that took time. Mm-hmm. Hogan and the Macho Man. It was a smart build that took time, and you just you didn't see it come until it happened. But if Cody beats Roman, right at WrestleMania, they just wipe their hands. This is over. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure Roman's going to get time off once he loses. I'm sure he's going to get some time off because yeah. Lord knows he's earned it, right? If they just, again, wiped their hands at WrestleMania and moved into the next one, Roman's poor little star probably would have started to plummet. Because at that point, with the Usos losing the tag titles, the breakup really begins. 
because ultimately that's what's going to happen when Cody does win. Like the the bloodline is going to start falling apart for for real, which means your tag division is going to suffer, world title division is going to suffer. No telling what they're doing with the uh, uh, whatever. Um, you know, the guy with the S's in his name. Um, <laughs> Solo Sokoa? Sokoa? Yeah. Sokoa? The guy with yeah. the S's in his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever they're going to do with that guy. That's crazy. But again, though, his Roman star will start to decline. You have to be very calculated with when you pull this off. I suppose next you want me to acknowledge that that Sonny may have had a good point that Brock and Cody could be a good match. No, I, I listen. I, it's your opinion, right? I just, I absolutely found it baffling that you that, just went straight like ham. It's the what first time I can really remember doing that, and I, like. Punk coming back, I was psyched. That was cool. Shawn Michaels winning the title at WrestleMania 12, I was hyped for that. But nothing close to that reaction. I think the last time. Ooh, wow. Okay, so this this is this is interesting. The last time I really felt that angry was when the Rockers broke up. That's 1991, 92, ish. Well, and then the time that Gold Dust. Yeah, well, that, that's 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 emotionally scarring in a different way. <laughs> it, but it, you know, the other thing too is you're looking at a sale. Cody yeah. is an unproven commodity as a world champ. Roman, I'm telling you, is white hot. He is supernova. I can't believe you're saying these positive things about Roman. I know. I've never thought I'd hear Brian say he was white hot. No, what did I tell you? If you turn him bad, right? He's still going to suck. That's what you said. I don't think anybody could have ever predicted Roman Reigns embracing the heel turn as well as he did. I'll say that. No, the best thing they did, which I did, I I don't know if anybody brought this up. You know, again, turn him bad. You, you put him in the U.S. title and let him let him get a little bit there before you move him up, right? I don't think any of us anticipated Paul Heyman because I guess Paul was Paul would have been with Brock at the time. Yeah, but that is like that was the best thing that ever happened to Roman. And again, to the, the the stuff they're doing with the bloodline intrigues me. I want to see how this plays out. Because, again, if they do it right, it'll be the best thing the WWE has done since probably the Hulkamania. Or or maybe Austin and The Rock. So that was kind of how I looked at it last week. And, and what I said was, and this was a question that wasn't my original idea. I, I, I heard this off of, I don't know, some podcast I heard. I, I think it was uh, SAP, but I'm not sure. Basically put, Roman says during his press conference, we're just in the second inning, y'all, right? And mm-hmm. I thought, and, and I agreed with this when I heard it, but it's 41 to nothing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you got seven innings to go, but do you really want to watch a one-sided thing? 
And that was how I looked at it. You know what I mean? You know why you want to watch that? You know why you want to watch that one-sided game? Because when that when that guy hits that one home run and puts one one point on the board, you're going to cheer your ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I will use Dusty and the Horseman. Right. At first, it was Dusty getting his ass beat by the Horseman. Then it was Magnum T.A. getting Magnum T.A. getting involved. Then it was the Rock and Roll Express. And it just grew, grew, grew into this thing that literally carried Crockett promotion for years. And the horsemen always had the leg up because there were four of them. Well, five of them if you count J.J., six if you count Baby Doll when she was there, seven if you count Luger when he was just the associate, whatever. You, you, you see what I mean? <laughs> but again, it was at the point where everybody loved the horsemen but you just had such sympathy for Dusty when he was just getting straight up mauled by him. Because you knew when Dusty started beating up Tully Blanchard, you cheered. Even let's, though 30 seconds ago, you were your team Tully. Let's do this real quick. I, I'm hearing a lot of echo and, and I don't know, vibe, some weird thing with the audio. Let's pause for a second. Let me reset my connection and call back into us. We'll go ahead and keep pick up right from here because I want to make sure that the rest of this conversation comes out clean so that it's easier to edit, but at the same time, so everybody can hear it. Can we do that? No, I don't think so, man. You're, you're just, I mean, right now you're being like a Austin Theory or something. Ooh, oh, now I'm definitely going <laughs> to hang up on you. <laughs> Give me 20 seconds. We'll be right back, folks. If you're listening live to C2CRadioShow.com, Give us about uh, 20 seconds and just refresh your page. If you're listening in the replay, it'll hopefully be edited together and you won't even notice. Be right back, everybody. Acknowledge me, Sam. <laughs> oh, no. We'll be right back. <laughs> All, right. All right, and we're back live. Thank you, everybody, for your patience. Appreciate that. Had to get our audio issue fixed up. That's probably my bad. Good old Skype in Locust Grove. It always loves us. Uh, Brian, before we went to break, you said two words that I can't believe you've ever said. I can't believe it. Acknowledge me, really? That's right. Acknowledge me. Roman Reigns has poisoned your soul, sir. I, again, I so I I am man enough to say I was wrong. Wow. Um, Nobody could have predicted this back back then, however many years ago it was. Nobody could have predicted this. And I I will admit that, again, this is an intriguing storyline for me. And although I missed that match due to power outage. Which absolutely um, sucks, by the way. That I would have been even madder if that had happened to me. Yeah, I, I I mean I think I finally got to see him lose, <laughs> Cody lose. Uh, but again, it's it's like like we forget what we're watching. To me, like this yeah. whole thing is about we like the fan base as a whole has forgotten what what we're watching. Mm-hmm. Like they used to do stuff like this all the time. 
They used to build storylines that took forever to finish. Mm-hmm. And yet, what have we been clamoring for for decades? Yeah. Storylines. Bring back long-term stories. Bring yeah. it back. Make us feel. And it did. That's you know that, and I think that's what's crazy. That's what brings me back to the frame of mind. I'm like, man, yeah, it's a little embarrassing. I don't mind. You know, it is what it is. But it is cool that for a minute I was just right back to where I was as a little kid, watching my favorite tag team bust up. And mm-hmm. it's it's only this just now that I've really realized and thought back that far as to what the last time I really, really, really felt like that. And it's like, damn, you, you have a good point. I, I really didn't look at it that way. But it's easy to get caught up in it and because you, you get in the moment, right? Like for you, it was Flair and the Horseman and Dusty. And I didn't even discover any of that stuff until right around 90 when Sting beats Flair. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned backwards, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. But Hogan and Savage still is one of my favorite builds because of the fact you, you said it. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see them forming the Mega Powers coming, and you sure didn't see them splitting the way they did on Saturday night's main event. Mm-hmm. They, they did time it very, very well, and it stretched mm-hmm. the span of almost a year and a half, mm-hmm. which is nuts. And again, you can't necessarily do this with any Joe Blow. Right. Very true. But when you have the opportunity, because you have somebody the caliber of Cody, and you have somebody that's been able to 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 be your standard bearer for many years in Roman, mm-hmm. why then would I waste it in two months? Well, with with Cody. The interesting thing is, like, and realistically speaking, there were hints that we got that I know for me, I didn't know, I didn't pay any mind to it. Cody comes out to the ring, and Rob, we talked about it last week. He gives his weight belt to negative one. You know, Amanda Huber's there, his wife is there, his mom is there, his daughter's there. And normally, mm-hmm. when those types of people are there, they're interacting after the match, not before. And I I didn't even think about it. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. That's a real emotional moment. Cool. Negative one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. And you. <laughs> they were about to kick me right square in the balls. <laughs> right. Because you've been trained. Right. Throughout the years that when family's in the audience and they show family. Oh, it's happening. It's real. It's happening. Right. Yes. Right. And again, though, and to me, this is kind of what's even funnier. Right. When AEW does this. Right. Where they just swerve the piss out of you, you know, it's like, oh, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, you you just know somebody's about to win a title and then all of a sudden what? Mm-hmm. What? What just happened? FTR is a prime example, right? You brought them up. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, well, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, Tony knows what he's doing. That just, that makes sense now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and now the WWE actually swerved your ass. Well, not just you, but a, a lot, lot of people. Of people. <laughs> yeah. 80,000 at uh, SoFi Stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, legit swerved them. And it was it was a dumb call. Or, you know, or it, it, it oh, it, that made so much sense to do it on this day. <laughs> you know, same thing with Sammy. Now, I will say I do think Sammy should have won because Sammy actually had a, a year-long storyline. Yes. And nobody could have predicted how hot that was. Now, Sammy could have won it for a night and lost it on Friday. Yep. Right? And it would have been perfect. Because Sammy would have got his his moment. He would have been world champion. I don't need Sammy long-term world champion. No. But for a week, <laughs> I'm definitely okay in with agreement it. there. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But we're not looking for Cody to be a champ for a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cody is probably being looked at to carry, uh, you know, the ball after Cody. I mean, not Cody, but Roman takes a break. Mm Mm-hmm. So Cody been. wouldn't have been the right one. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, no. So Sammy would have been the right one. Cody <laughs> needs a story. Right. In, is for, for me. It has been surmised or predicted, whatever you want to say, that Roman is basically headed to Hollywood, and it won't be much longer. Now, whether that's April of next year or SummerSlam, we don't know. But it's long been predicted that that's the direction. So, yeah, you have a good point. With the build for Cody, him winning the title has to be longer than just a couple of months. Right. We said it actually when he first came back. If your goal is to build Cody and have him be the guy, it's got to be a lot longer than just a couple of months and you're done. Right. Otherwise, you're just going the same direction you were. Right. And again, he got hurt out for eight months. There goes his build. You have to start fresh at Rumble. And while it would have made sense Mm -hmm. to the fans, financially long-term, 
it would have hurt you in the pocket. I guess the real the real story here, the real result that we'll see will be when we finally get that, okay, Cody is getting his shot at, we'll just say SummerSlam, and how did ticket sales do? You know what I mean? Because they're going to Detroit. I think they're going to another stadium. So if they sell out, which is likely, um, I guess I'm wrong and they're right. No, no, it, it's not. It's not really about wrong or right. It's mm-hmm. it's like you, you have to remember that they they swerved. They mm-hmm. proved that they're still in the wrestling business. Yeah. By doing something that nobody legitimately saw coming, and it it like like really, it, it, I want you to think about this. In that moment, right? If you took that moment in into the fifties when grandmothers would line up the front row, somebody would have got stabbed that night. I think I compared it to when Taker lost the streak. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember like, that one. Like we're all still like, uh, oh, what? <laughs> I mean, the air was sucked out of that stadium. When that pitfall was counted and Roman's music hits, 80,000 people are like, oh, holy shit, what happened? When Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar after, what was it, four F5s? The the air was sucked out of the stadium. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to fathom that roller coaster and I guess it's because, and we've always joked about it, but it's, it is com- completely true. There is a huge short-term attention span <laughs> mm-hmm. in the industry. And WWE just, well, I guess I could say, yeah, WWE, at least in the moment, proved um, it's not their fault. No, I, I mean, it's their fault, but... Because before this, I mean, you really got, I mean, think about it. When you had Austin and The Rock and WCW, they had decent storylines. And then once WCW got bought out and there was no competition, they said, screw it. Just throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. So with that being said, there is, I mean, of, of course, we could talk about Cody and all this stuff all day long. But there is conversation now that we're about to see yet another yeah. AEW TV show, and now we're gonna we're we're hearing now that it's possible they're gonna do an actual brand split in AEW. A raw. I have nothing split. wrong with that. As long as you keep them separate, that's the problem with the draft. Right. You promise you're gonna keep them separate, and the next thing you know, you have. Everybody just crossing back and forth. I mean, Tony Khan did well with with finally separating Ring of Honor and AEW. He has gotten that separated, and he's done pretty good with it. Mm -hmm. So I I can't fault that. Is it (laughs) 
it's hard to think about because they've only been around for four years, but AEW does a roster split. There's now rumor that CM Punk is coming back in June, which is good. This is a good thing. We could get the Elite versus CM Punk and FTR. I mean, that's where it seems to be headed. We've we've seen a lot of rosters that were really big, really filled. How do you approach a a roster split with AEW? I agree with Bert. Hiring is like, you know, the constant Um, where the Street Profits and New Day got drafted to the different brands and they just handed the belts off to each. Yeah, that was irritating. It's annoying, but we'll see how it goes with AEW. Currently with the the rumor that I'm talking about, we're hearing that TNT is going to get a Saturday night show for AEW. Called Collision. CM Punk's return is rumored for June 21st. We have Adam Cole back. Kenny Omega is back at pretty well peak level. The Bucks are back, but I think Matt Jackson's still dealing with a shoulder injury, but it seems to be going well. The tag team division in AEW is being built back up. The women's division is pretty active. There's a lot. There's, a, there's room there to move these titles around, to move these folks around. And if it turns out that CM Punk is like, you know what, I don't want to work with Hangman Page anymore, but I'll work with Kenny Omega. It does make sense that you could create two independent shows. It's got to be expensive. Why? I mean, yeah, the, only, well. the only expense would be how much set design he wants to change and if he wants mm-hmm. to have different belts. Well, do you think that they would continue to tour everybody together and just, okay, so for two hours we're taping Dynamite, then it's Rampage, then it's Collision, you know, whatever they call the shows. They just go no, to the same location or? I'm pretty sure the next one's supposed to be live as well. It would be like Are you hearing him? I am not. Rob, are you there? It keeps dropping. Yeah, he keeps cutting out. Weird. Keeps going boop boop boop. Can you hear me now? I do. hear you sir loud and clear i don't know listen they 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 have enough people on the roster Mm -hmm. you could split it into two and run it as two independent shows and that the only time they get together is now tony khan talking about that big he wants to do a weekend show Mm mm-hmm but as long as you you alternated matches, right. Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever, 
then I'm okay with that. But if you split, split them and be done with it. Don't, right. don't cross them back over. So in that regard, if you split it, do you have two world titles? Yes. Two world titles. Mm -hmm. Two... Tag, um, two tag straps. Yeah, two mid cards. You can keep, as far as the six man, well, maybe you can have the six man on one and say a hardcore title on the other or something. Right. You know, they don't necessarily have to mirror exactly, but, you know, so you have the six man title on one and the women's tag title on the other. Mm hmm. TBS title on one, TNT title, or women's right. title on the other. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you get the TNT on one, and then <coughs> you got the Mid-Atlantic, All-Atlantic, mm -hmm. IHOP title on the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I mean, it's, it's like what Brian said. I mean, you're, you're already traveling these people anyway. Mm -hmm. AEW doesn't travel as much as WWE. And WWE even does it where, you know, you get Raw or, or SmackDown. You don't get, you know, only your big stars right. will hop back and forth. Right. And so AEW does the same thing. And plus, it'd be a chance for a little bit more development of those that you don't see as much, you know? Because mm -hmm. Dynamite and, and Rampage aren't going to be the same shows with the same people talking about the storylines. That's what it was at the beginning, you know. Beginning, both shows are so different, you didn't see the same people. Right. But if anything, it's, you know, it's going to for, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they start their brand split as WWE's trying to do their, their draft again, where, you know, Triple H came out and told us it's a game changer. <laughs> We've heard that before. We've heard, you know, you coming out going, the fans have a voice. <laughs> no more authority um, figures. Right. We're gonna I mean, I personally feel like now. if they're gonna if they're gonna draft somebody from Raw or like Skype, Skype. If you're gonna pull, if you're gonna pull. There. Yeah, we're here, man. I'm sorry. Damn. I I can't tell if he's talking or not. It's it's cutting him off. I don't know exactly what's happening, but like I still show him on the call, but you know whatever. I'm is here, going but on. I'm not talking anymore because I'm tired of repeating my fucking self. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <clears throat> gotta love Skype. I didn't mean to be the conversation stopper shit. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's just just getting ourselves reset is all. <laughs> Damn, we're gonna screw up, Rob. <laughs> Jackass. With with the draft, I mean, with what we've seen in WWE, um. You know, they, like I said earlier, they've split tag teams. They've, you know, killed stables off because it just wasn't what Vince wanted at the time. 
but Triple H's view, and maybe he is in charge of creative. Maybe he's not. I mean, we've seen evidence of both. I think, frankly, it's probably a, a Triple H has his ideas, and then Vince just goes over top and says, eh, no, we'll do this. And then, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he gives Bruce, it back Bruce. to him on different shows. I don't know. It's Bruce Pritchard that goes, oh, hey, Vince, this is what Triple H wants to do. What do you think? Right, right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the WWE has never pulled off a draft properly. So there's no reason to think they're going to pull this one off. Yeah. The only one that was surprising was the first one. Or maybe the second one. When they were like, ooh. After that, you're like, this is bullshit. They just had so many possibilities with the first one. And they botched that. I mean, they split up the NWO. They split up the Dudleys. These, I mean, all of these big name attractions that they split up, you're like, ugh, okay. And then you're forcing writers that have never worked with talent in those realms, like as a singles performer and all of that, to come up with stuff. You're literally putting everybody to the test. It's never been done before, I'll give you that, but come on. Somebody could have just sat down and said, uh, well, let's try to be a little safer. Meanwhile, Austin Theory is on Monday Night Raw right now, and still nobody cares. Blah. You even had him beat Cena, and nobody gives a shit. Is it me, or was Cena just like in in slow motion <laughs> against Theory? It just didn't. It, it was. I mean, it was clear that he hadn't been in the ring in a while. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? It reminded me of you go to the indie show and you got that veteran that comes out and does the match just exact the way they've done it for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And just like, all right, I'm on autopilot because I'm out of here. Right. I'm here for the paycheck. <laughs> I got to go finish filming Peacemaker. Let's do this. I can go. Right. I made the mistake of telling them that I'd be available and damn it. Here I am. More WrestleMania gripes. All this and more on Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Stan's Wrestling Therapy Show Number Two. Right, right. <laughs> In today's episode of Stan Has Feelings, we'll talk about the inner workings of his mind. And now everyone's tuned off. Bye. You should leave the jokes to other people. Well, I mean, when, when you come up with one, buddy, you let me know and I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, no, no. You be the straight guy. Me and Rob will supply the laughs. Well, the jerk store called and they're all out of you. Because I bought extra. <laughs> you got a cricket button. No, I don't. <clears throat> Even if I did, I you, you wouldn't hear it. I need you to get one. Get a cricket. All now. I got to do is say hit crickets and you'll hit crickets. You'd have to text that for it actually to come off properly. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's just like hit cricket stand. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but that's what <laughs> would make it hear, funny. You have to hear the injected reaction. Yeah, you oh, would man. say something, be like, robbers, robber me, would be like, <laughs> hey, just hit the crickets. <laughs> Uh, and now we pause. Oh, wow. I actually we... found one. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Hit it. Let's see if we can hear it. Uh, okay. Hang on. <laughs> you Let me hit play again. You let me know if you hear it. Did you hit play? Yeah. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, okay. But that's cool. You got one. I just have to download it to the board. Oh. Uh-huh. That's funny. So you funny. don't have one? No, I found it on YouTube. I found it on YouTube. So. <laughs> okay, so keeping with the draft theme, who is your figurehead of the new brand if you're drafting AEW? Is it Adam Cole? Is it Kenny Omega? Do you keep <clears throat> Kenny Omega on regular AEW? What do you do? So I don't. I would hope that Khan wouldn't do a draft. Because the way he the way he books, he could very easily be like, look, these matches are on Wednesday. These matches are on Saturday. And then without drafting, split the roster. You see what I'm saying? Help me out. I'm not I'm not following. So if I if I showcase the elite on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then let's say Punk comes back and is Punk and FTR and the rest over on Saturday, I don't have to have a draft. I just so have two separate shows. I just ha- what do you mean develop a brand? I've already developed a brand. Now I'm just split. It's not necessarily a brand. It's the same company. You have two shows, and two rosters are are featured on each show. Well, then you wouldn't split the titles. So, do you honestly do you honestly buy into the fact that Raw and SmackDown are two different brands? Are they two shows of the same company that showcase or are supposed to showcase different talents? Well, yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. But that's what I'm saying is. If we're looking at how he's, if we're looking at splitting the roster, we were just talking a few minutes ago about, you know, creating a new title or world title and having tag titles on both shows, that kind of thing. So my question was more about that. So would you just not do that? No, oh, I, 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 I guess I didn't. I don't need a draft to to have this thing. To, for you to tell me, oh, this roster is on Wednesday, this roster is on Saturday, right? I can have two different world titles. If you want to, if, if you want to call it a brand, call it a brand, whatever. But because I can focus, oh, Wednesday, I know I have the elite and mm-hmm. the BCC and you know uh, some of these other guys here. Oh, and they have titles. And then, oh, here's here's a group of guys on Saturday, and they have titles. They're not two different brands. 
they're two shows of the same company mm-hmm. and they have titles. I mean, really, all the WWE did to distinguish between two brands is the color of the belts. Mm-hmm. One yeah. was red, one was blue. But because they've always drifted back and forth, even in the beginning, because it didn't take them long to do it, they're not two brands. Two brands would be clear and distinct and separate. Nike, Adidas. They're both shoes, but they're different brands. Right. You're not going to, they're not going to, well, they're not going to cross over. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe we could get lucky. Like a Nike and Croc crossover or something. That would be kind of cool. (laughs) Give me me some Croc Air Ones. They'll call them Crikeys. Yeah. (laughs) Give me some Croc (laughs) Air Ones or something. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't need you as a promoter to try and feed me something and then you not go through with it. I I can watch Wednesday show, even though it's under the AEW banner. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Dynamite. Oh, these are who I can expect to be on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, watch AEW, what did you say, Collision? Yeah, I think that's the title of the show they're going to have on Saturdays. Okay, collision with this roster and these titles. And to me, it'll be two different shows. But it's still under the same umbrella. It's kind of like with uh, ROH, in my opinion, right? ROH has a distinct roster. ROH has titles. They have a different name, but at the end of the day, they're still owned by AEW. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. Well, you're just going to add another, a third show, and well, it'll fall under the AEW umbrella, but it can be run completely different for all I care. And I'm not really going to put anything to what happens on Wednesday night with what happens on Saturday night, which is the way it should have been mm-hmm. with Raw and SmackDown. And I think they tried, but they just keep getting in their own damn way. Yeah. You know, I think a good way to decide who's on what brand is you have like the casino battle royal, but the mats on the outside of the ring are the color of the brand. Depending on where you get thrown out is what brand you're on. Booyah. And you probably didn't hear any of that, but hey. No, I did. I did. I'm just thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's a different way to do it. Or he could just just as easily just say, okay, hey, Saturdays, the new championship, and this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't necessarily have to draft it, per se, like put a televised draft. <laughs> I think I get what you mean by that, Brian. And, yeah, and maybe, just... the, maybe the Casino Battle Royal is one way to do it. I, I love that Battle Royal. That's one of my favorite ones that they do, so. I'm cool with Or, oh, you know, better yet, to Rob's point, hey, you want to get crazy? Let's bring in CM Punk's dog. <laughs> Wherever Larry poops. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll let Larry wrong. decide who goes on what show. Oh, my God. Hey, mm-hmm. been a guy. Oh, all right. I don't yeah. to do that too much longer. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, again, I I don't need, like, the, the draft and 
split rosters or whatever. I don't need that. Just split them. You ain't got to explain to me why you put somebody here. Just split them. Oh, just so you know, CM Punk's back and he'll be on Saturday. Mm-hmm. FTR, they're on Saturday. House of Black, they're on Saturday. Oh, you want to see Will Hobbs? Tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday. I would think it would make better sense to kind of promote it, but I guess you'd have to, again, it it doesn't have to be a draft. I, I see your point there, but how do you distinguish it? I guess you just announce it and let it be that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you promoting? Oh, we've got a second show now. Right. Right. Have... To build to whatever that's going to be. Yeah. But third or fourth what, <laughs> what build would you be looking for? Cause outside of, a tournament for new titles. Mm-hmm. What build would there be? Oh, we have a new show on, I'm assuming probably a different channel. Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe not. CNN. Yeah. It's six Oh five on, you know, TBS tune in here where you're going to see such stars as CM Punk FDR. Right. I don't need the contract signings. I don't need uh, spin the wheel, make the deal. I don't need none of it. Just, okay, well, who's on Saturday? Everybody likes oh, okay. spin the wheel, make the deal. Come on now. Well, that, you know, again, these are these are little things that we've been programmed to, yeah. to have, and we don't need them because, again, shit, if it doesn't work out, you know, if I do a draft and it doesn't work out, and then six months down the line, I'm crossing the rosters back over, mm-hmm. we're going to say the same sh- shit about them that we've been saying about the WWE. Yeah. Hey, we're all adults. Just, Tony, put the people on whatever roster you want. Okay, this is where you see this guy. This is where you see this guy. We're not crossing over. Watch it if you want to watch. Because guess what, Tony? You own it all anyway. That was very loud. Yeah, that was loud. That was good, though. Now good. I can tell you to hit it, and we know we can hear it. I was just trying to find it. Oh, look, Trish is back. Oh, I see, that one. Yeah. Did Becky show up? No, so I guess they're trying to use this as like Becky has a foot injury or something, but she tweets out that she wasn't going to be at Raw tonight. This was yeah. Did Seth show up? Did who? Seth Rollins was he at Raw tonight? Seth was at Raw. Was he? Oh wow! He he beat the piss out of the Miz. Oh poor Miz! So that's what we're doing now. (laughs) Everybody beats up Miz. (laughs) I wouldn't have showed up if I was that person. After what they did to him, what, two weeks ago? That was crazy. He comes out, they got his music playing, crowds going nuts, and then during commercial, they're like, nope, that's it, bye. Like, really? Yeah, well, they, you know. Yeah, during commercial, they're like, ah, we don't have enough time for this segment. Yet the cameras come back on. He's like, uh, just standing in the ring still. <laughs> right, right. Just 
random ass <laughs> mic drop that he's done. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so he's trying to figure out how to walk in that outfit. Yeah. I'd have been like, look, when you get your shit straight, I'll come back to work. But until then, I'm sitting at home. Well, Drew McIntyre, his contract's set to be up soon. He's he blacked out his Twitter. Doesn't hasn't shown up since uh, he did. He wasn't it. Was he at SmackDown? I don't think he was. Be a big, big mistake. You start letting these people go if you can't start making better use of them. Let Drew Galloway show up on Ring of Honor or AEW. That would be great. Let him show mm-hmm. back up an impact. That'd be great too. So I see your point. I see your point. However, well, maybe it'd be different if they do have two different brands. But once again, I think AEW started to get uh, top heavy, a little top heavy. They are. I agree with you. I, I They are hiring too many people. I absolutely agree with that. No, yeah, I don't. Bring in the right talent at the right times. But yes, you're hiring. Like, bringing back Punk is good in the long run. I, I wonder, though, if it's going to help his locker room. But I also wonder how much of that is true and how much of it is bullshit. Was it really a, a brawl or was it really more of a, you know, hey, we need an angle to keep you separate from everybody while you heal. What if we did this? Because nobody else has ever done this before. It's the kind of thing that Tony Khan could put together. Because he's done a lot of that kind of crazy shit. No, I, I mean, I think I think something like that would have come from, like, to me, that's almost like something Jericho would come up with. It is. It really is. Jericho is the kind of guy to be like, well, no one else, else has ever done this. Yeah. We'll all we'll all swear to it. We'll all sign an NDA. Whatever you want us to do, we'll make it look as legit as possible. Ace Steel's probably like, you know what? I need time off anyway. Sure. I mean, we're going to have to wait for, like, season 20 of Dark Side of the Ring or something. <laughs> Brawl out. Uh, I mean, I can only hope, even if it was real, everybody is intelligent enough to know that this thing could, like, take AEW to a next level. I mean, they got to. And they could make money off of it. I mean... I don't care how much you hate each other. God, there was rumors that Rock and Austin hated each other at one point. They still went out there and made millions. Hell, Brett and Sean, go back for You know what I mean? They legitimately hated each other. <laughs> yeah. They still went out there and said, you know what? We're going to make a million dollars tonight. Hit me in the face, Brett. <laughs> like, okay. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's uh, I as a fan, I love it because it just, it, it keeps you watching. It keeps you wondering. But as a business person, I wonder, well, how much of it is truth and fiction anymore? But you don't you don't get very many of those kind of moments, so I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is weird. I love FTR, though, where they're like, ah, we everybody should just play along and make money. Yeah. Have you uh, listened at all to Dax's uh, podcast? No, not yet. Mm-mm. I don't know who Matt Coon is. He's, he's done a lot of podcasts, but I don't really know a lot about him. 
he kind of feeds into Dax trying to make him say stuff. And it's really actually kind of irritating. Like, if you ever listen to Kevin Nash talk, he does one with Sean Oliver, and Sean just kind of talks to him. They have just straight conversation, and it, it just randomly goes in different directions, and they cover things. Versus, like, Conrad, who asks legit direct questions on a topic, this guy, Matt Kuhn, is just like, hey, Dax, if CM Punk came back and he's really unhappy, does that make you mad? Like, he's trying to gu- guide him down this weird-ass path. Like, I hate that. That being said, though, Dax is making statements like, hey, Jim Cornette can say whatever the hell Jim Cornette wants to say, but we don't have to agree with him. Cash Wheeler says the same thing on Twitter. It's hard to believe that it's 2023 Cornette is still keeping people talking like that. Why, though? I mean, again, if you look at the greatest minds since you've been alive in pro wrestling, Mm -hmm. wouldn't Cornette be in the top five? Yeah, I would say so. You know, if Paul Heyman wasn't on WWE TV and had a podcast. Oh, Heyman would have people pissed off just as much as Vince Russo does. Sure. and and But Heyman is smart enough to know that if I piss them off today, they're going to tune back in next week. Right. You know, if you started a company tomorrow and say, hey, I need somebody to come in and be hit Booker. Of all the free agents out there right now, you know as well as I do, you're going to call Cornette. Oh, be yeah. like, look, bud, I'm bankrolling this. I'm going to give you the book. You just write it however you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that call would end with, thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But again, the, the world. You know, it's like the payday. Yeah, the wild and wacky world of pro wrestling. You never know. FTR could call. You could be calling Jim Cornette. So. Getting tips from Cornette. You never know. You know, like who knows who. The internet would pop if uh, if uh, Cornette showed up in FTR's corner one week on Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if I was Tony Khan and I had a match, like the, the biggest match of FTR's career, I would throw big money at Cornette. Look, man, I just need you to come out and with your tennis racket and your coat and you're going to help them win and then you can cut whatever promo you want and then you can walk away. But I'll give you a, a hell of a payday for it. And again, don't announce it because as soon as it hits on, you know, Twitterverse, everybody's going, oh, crap, where's my remote? I now got to pay 50 bucks for AEW All Out because Jim Cornette just showed up. That's the type of guy Cornette is. 
do you think that if Cornette was to show up on AEW TV that it would, as they say, pop a rating? Yes. You can all right, so let's let's put it to you like this Stan. You watch Dynamite, right? Yes. All right, so let's say let's 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 play let's try and play this scenario out somehow. All right, let's say you gotta work late, right? Mm-hmm. It's eight thirty. You got your phone, your T your D V R and Dynamite for the night. You're on a conference call with the boss, right? So we have the we have this little perfect storm going, right? Conference call with the boss. You have your you have your phone. You're getting the updates. You're now you know your DVR and dynamite. Ding! Jim Cornette has just walked out with FTR on dynamite. I want you to finish this scenario. What what is Stan going to do in that moment in time? Yeah, but Stan's not the casual fan. Stan's already watching AEW when he has a chance. You know what I mean? So, But again, AEW is built more for us mm-hmm. than it is for a casual fan. Right. Right? What's the big thing they talk about that their audience doesn't grow? Because it's a niche audience built for us. Right, right. But again, Stan, who's at a conference call with his boss, his phone, who he wasn't paying attention to, and Dynamite's being recorded in the living room on the DVR. Mm-hmm. I know what Stan's probably going to do. Stan's probably going to freak out and shortly about 30 seconds into this when he reads it, is probably going to gasp or something and alert the boss that, oh, crap, I'm paying attention to my phone. Why should we be paying attention to you? I just want to go on record and say that if you're listening, I would never do that. I would clearly focus on my job. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could almost see you, like, somehow getting your wife to bring the TV into the room or figuring out some way to get your, your, your cable provider on your iPhone or something. So you can now watch what's going on. I might actually have to, you know, find a way. uh, Oh, wait, wait, I have to go to the bathroom. It's going to be a few (laughs) minutes. I had bad Chinese for dinner. Sorry. As long as I don't forget. Please to wave your hand if you want me to unmute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> then when Stan comes back, he's got the the Bubba Rogers glasses on. He's got a fedora <laughs> on his head. <laughs> not, not the Bubba Rogers glasses. Damn, you took it way back. Yeah, I can, like we like their whole fan base would freak out. Would that instantly turn them heel, you think? Or would people pop for it and just go, oh, my God, it's Cornette? No, uh, they would They would pop. I, I mean, could poor Cornette, like, pull off a straight heel turn? Yes. But I think Cornette is in the, that rare, you know, company where, again, Ric Flair, 
Mm-hmm. Ric Flair could go out there and smack your grandmother. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to cheer him on. Woo! You're going to be like, put her in the figure four. Let's get it on. Where's Arn and Tully? Get them in here, too. Let's just straight up drag her across the concrete. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Is Ricky Morton my own grandmother? Yeah, but, you know, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels was so good at being a bad guy, you loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Austin, The Rock. Cornette's in the same boat. Like, he can't. Paul Heyman. God, he's such a good bad guy, you MJF. You love this guy as a bad guy, but you just love him. He can't do no wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'll even say this. MJF segment this past Wednesday where he was uh, singing Pennies from Heaven was pretty damn funny. Mm -hmm. I I don't care what anybody says. It was pretty damn funny. (laughs) Go look at at what he did at that – that event not too long ago where he nut shots the little kid. Oh, God. that was And the hilarious. little kid's over, you know, it's like two feet away, just like screaming in pain. His dad is smiling and <laughs> MJF is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Only time I smiled all day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Literally, though, but you know as well as I do, if Cornette come out, you'd be like, here, here, Jim, let me load this thing. Now, you just go and whop my wife up in the head. Do it like old school way. I mean, I think another thing is the fact how much Jim Cornette has gone on the record saying he can't stand certain people in AEW. Right. Would even would be an even bigger pop mm-hmm. than he was there. Mm-hmm. It is something that I would purposely keep as secret as possible and then have him show up on paper. But again, with the brand split, if you put certain people on one brand mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever you want to call it, and then the ones that he really like wants to would want to work with on the other, you might be able to get them out on a Saturday at 6.05. That's true. It'd be interesting to see what a, what a Saturday show at 6.05 would do now. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that will be interesting. I mean, it's it's a it's tough sledding, no matter what. If you think about it, it you're putting a new show out there. If you are truly doing a a roster split, now you're gonna you're gonna start it off. I, I kind of think you're you're probably right. You start it off as, hey, we got an AEW show on Saturday, and then you gradually move it to you could see these guys here and these guys there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you would definitely have to load the Saturday show, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. Yeah, you'd have to be doing it pretty consistently, because if you don't, yeah. the first weekend where you really just phone it in, <laughs> you're not getting those, those fans back. They go, ah, this sucks, I'm watching some else. Man, that's a lot of wrestling. It is, but that's a good thing. I mean, that's without wrestling, man. Mm-hmm. Part of your soul is missing. That's not wrong. <laughs> it's kind of it's crazy, but yeah, you're not wrong. It feels <laughs> weird when there's not wrestling on TV. 
And no, I don't mean the repeats that Total Divas that I like, wife likes to watch. That's <laughs> not wrestling terms. <laughs> That's funny. Fight Forever still has no release date. I'm starting to wonder if we'll ever see this stupid-ass game. Why? Nordic THQ comes out and says, yeah, it's great that they said that they're expecting it to come out soon, that it's practically ready. It's really not, though. <laughs> Basically what they said is like, damn. Okay, guys. But do you want them to rush the product and it being ass, or do you want to <laughs> let it percolate a little bit and be something good? It needs to I mean, percolate for at least four years. Right, like they've had a little bit of time to develop it. What what the hell else are they going to be doing here? How much time have they had? They haven't had a lot. They started in putting the it together in 20. Uh, no, they formulated an idea in 20. All right, so we'll, we'll, let's fast forward and say they started in 21. Still been almost three years. Okay. All right, so let's take Diablo. Diablo 4. Good, yes. good call. Diablo How long has that been, been in production? production since 19. Still not out. Okay. Did start Still not in out. March. Right. They're getting ready to. Now, again, the crazy thing is a game like Diablo hasn't really changed since the previous ones. It's just got better looking graphically. Yeah. Right? And I will say Diablo 4 looks stellar. Looks. Right. You know, you got to let – sometimes you got to let games build or you turn into – Oh, no, he said the let it play K out franchise. again. Damn it. No, the 2K fr- franchise. Yeah. Right? Or the Madden franchise. Yeah. Or the NHL or the NBA. You know, you're putting them out every year. And eventually they just turn into pure crap. Although I heard this year's 2K was a little bit better. Uh, 2K23? Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. The uh, My Rise is a fun story storyline. Um, it, it is two different stories. One's a legacy, and one's like a you're an indie guy. So it's interesting. It, it is actually an interesting storyline. I, I do like what they did. That I haven't tried GM mode yet. I actually really enjoy watching um, up, up, down, down. Xavier Woods and uh, Tyler Breeze do a battle of the brands. It's mm-hmm. always fun to watch. Uh, Woods did WCW, Breeze's WWE, and they drafted their rosters. Um, one of them drafted Leviathan instead of Batista. <laughs> and there's made-up characters in there, too. So you can draft like one of the made-up characters. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, there's no rush. I want a good game. If it takes me five years, it takes me five years. It won't be the first time I've waited for a game. The next Elder Scrolls, we've known about that forever today. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six still is. It, they, we don't even have a preview trailer for that. We got a teaser. Well, of scenery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they announced they were working on it. Yeah. The next Witcher. <laughs> we've had to wait on. What was the big one that just. There was something not too long ago that's 
was going to come out or is getting ready to come out that's been in like production for 10 years or some crap like that. Hmm. I forget what it was. You know, why, why rush? Let's just let's let it simmer. Let's take it in. It's a return to THQ. If they get it right, it's worth the wait. You know what? I am going to rename the title of the show to Let It Play Out. Let It Play Out. <laughs> or the sub, the, the semi-title, whatever the hell. There you go. Let It Play Out. Let it breathe, man. <laughs> you young whippersnappers have no patience. Brian Floor Stan. <laughs> Y'all must be Gen, uh, Gen Zers or something. What? <laughs> you realize we're all no the same generation, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. But y'all have no patience. You have no patience. <laughs> no patience at all. Damn entitled millennials. Yeah. <laughs> Do this for me. Do this for me. No, we're not gonna. Oh, y'all gotta come over. Uh, you know, I'll get y'all way. to come over to the house in probably about three weeks. We're going to build a front porch that I can sit on and just drink alcohol all day <laughs> now that I'm going to retire. Oh, is, 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 is it official now or is it? Uh... Yeah, it's official. Yeah. Okay. It's I turned it in today. Yeah, everybody, the proper people know I've turned it in. And I now I'll let, let the games begin. That's let the awesome. games begin. Congratulations. <laughs> yep, yep. You've earned it, man. I mean, you really have. You've worked your ass off, and now... You can I'm so fucking jealous. Oh, I got fouled. I'm going to let my hair grow out, because my wife likes my longer hair. She doesn't know that for the first month, I'm going to grow a beard and mustache. Yes! Just because I have never done it. <laughs> I want to do it. And then we're going to build a porch, and I'm just going to sit on the porch and drink all day. Hopefully, as the school bus rolls by, I'll <laughs> toast them as they go. Brian, <laughs> what to do with you. <laughs> Brian, what I'm going to do is walk up to that random person working that does our profession right after I retire, going, man, what you got? That sucks. And walk away. <laughs> Nah. Monday, Brian, I'm gonna... uh, I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. You look like about a size seven and a half. I'm going to take a month off and oh my we'll, see where, we'll see where it goes. That's crazy, man. Uh, I'm not entertaining. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll get me a job after this month, but this first month, so from June one to July one, I'm not entertaining shit. <laughs> I'm not putting applications. I'm not. I'm going to take a fucking month off. Wow. Yeah, I read somewhere where like, what I was thinking about doing when I retire. You have to be separated. For, like, if you're separated for a year, then you could, 
like basically do two careers. And I was like, hmm. I was like, but could I could I do almost nothing for a year officially? You know. And then if you do it for so long, you wouldn't go back and do anything. As long as you're getting the right amount of money, I'm sure you could. All I say, Brian, is when you do go back to doing whatever or go to do the what's next, do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Oh, I mean, I don't plan on doing anything but doing what I want. And don't take no shit from nobody. I don't take no shit from nowhere now, but if I only want to work 30 hours a week, then I'll fucking work 30 hours a week. <laughs> if I just say, no, I'm, I'm not coming in this week, I'm not going to go in this week. Yeah, I'm pretty. That jealous. would be nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm jealous as hell. I'm happy for you, but I'm jealous. Yeah, if I decide to go work part time at GameStop, I would go work part time at GameStop. Ooh, Give me some no. discounts on games. Yeah, and then I, I hope y'all come and turn in games. Come and look at you funny and be like, "What? It ain't me. It's a goddamn computer." Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't care what you think this, this yeah. Elder Ring worth. <laughs> I give you a buck fifty. Yeah. Now, well, if you want, if you want credit, I can give you three dollars for it. Three dollars. You want cash? It's a dollar twenty-five. You take it or leave it. Meanwhile, Brian's got every single brand new game, all the new consoles. He is the hookup. Oh, he has the demos. <laughs> you know, he got a demo. <laughs> you know, he can't. He can't talk about it if you don't know how it works. That's right. Yeah, he has enough swag to convince whoever the manager is to be like, you're right. I think you need to take it home. Well, and he'll be like, I'll tell you this. I'll take it home first. When I'm done playing, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> That's going to do it for us for this week for Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L C2C Blah, catch blah, blah. <laughs> Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C Catch up with me at Stan Grubb and catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show and C2C Radio Show dot com We'll see you next week. Well, maybe maybe we'll have a clearer view as to what the supposed roster split, brand split, whatever the hell we're going to call it could be for AEW, but until then, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 